My brothers and sisters in the Lord, sometimes our favorite activities or customs have parts or components that really get on our nerves. I'll give you an example. I really enjoy the Christmas tree, but those lights, they drive me nuts. Thanks be to God, you can buy a pre-lit tree these days. Some people enjoy gardening. I'm not going to say that I do, but some people enjoy gardening. And even in gardening, as people tell me why they love the flowers and the plants and the trees, the thing that drives them nuts are the weeds. My brothers and sisters, what about the weeds? Because you see, when we speak about the weeds, as we reflect on the parable that Jesus tells in the gospel today, we can apply it to our own lives. Because we know, my brothers and sisters, if we think about anything about gardening, if you allow the weeds to continue to grow and grow, eventually they're going to choke out the plants. Whether we're dealing with flowers or bushes, eventually they're going to take over. And eventually, they can even bring death to that which is beautiful. And so we have to do something with the weeds. And that's how we reflect on the gospel today. What about the weeds? What about the evil that exists in the world? What about the evil that exists in our own hearts? our own sinfulness, our own bad habits. What about all of those things? While we were on pilgrimage last October in the Alpian region, we had the opportunity to visit one of the famous Nazi concentration camps in Germany, Dachau. And when you visit Dachau, they've reconstructed or they've maintained some of the original buildings to stand as a memorial. And in one of the buildings that used to house the prisoners, there is an ex exhibition. And part of the exhibition shows all of the Nazi ways of exterminating the Jewish people and others. It spoke about the gas chamber and the ovens, how the concentration camps worked, the mass graves, and the litany could go on. But when you walk out of that exhibit, there is a large sign on one of the main buildings in Dakar. And on that sign, in both English, Russian, German, and French, are the words, never again. That monument stands to remind us that never again should such atrocities happen in our world. And yet, my friends, even though we read that sign, we know that atrocities still occur every single day. There's still war and terrorism. There's still genocide throughout the world. Millions of babies are killed by abortion. And then there's the own evil in our hearts, our own lust, our own greed, our own resentment, our own unforgiveness, gluttony, and whatever else we may struggle with. And so we ask ourselves, what do we do with those weeds? 
What about the weeds? Because what Jesus is explaining in the parable, my friends, is that each of us is called by God to be the beautiful garden. The beautiful garden that the Lord has planted. The wheat. And we are called to grow and mature and to bear fruit. Not rotten fruit, but good fruit. Good fruit, my brothers and sisters, that leads to eternal life. Good fruit that builds the kingdom. And while we strive and struggle to do this, the weeds get in the way. So what about the weeds? How do we handle them in our own spiritual life? Well, the first thing we need to understand is a very basic question. And the question is this. How do weeds grow? And we use this analogy with the garden because Jesus used these analogies and parables because it helps us to relate in human terms. How do weeds grow? My brothers and sisters, if you know anything about gardening, you know weeds grow without any effort and without any labor. I don't need to go outside of the church and cultivate the weeds. I don't need to water the weeds. I don't need to fertilize the weeds. They're just there. They don't take any effort or any work. And I like to relate this whole concept of the weeds to that modern philosophy that we hear in our world today. And that modern philosophy, my friends, could be summed up like this. If it feels good, do it. That's the philosophy of the weeds. If it feels good, do it. And if it doesn't feel good, I'm not going to do it. But we know that leads us to a whole lot of trouble. Because anything that is good and beautiful and true is going to require work. It's going to require effort. But society says, if it feels good, do it. It doesn't matter what the consequences may be. It doesn't matter if it's good or evil. All that matters is you and how you feel. We see this with the whole concept of love. Love becomes, if I feel good, I do it. So if I love, I do it. If not, you know, it's just an emotion. It's just a mushy feeling. But those of you who are married, those of you who have children, you know that love takes work. It takes effort. You always don't feel like loving. But we know what the call is. Because to truly love means that we have to be willing to sacrifice. And sacrifice always doesn't, quote-unquote, feel good. And that's why we see so many issues in the world today. Broken relationships, broken families. Because it just doesn't feel good. That's the weeds. That's why we see so many people who have addictions in the world. I want to make a quick buck, solve all my financial problems, let me go down to the casino. I don't want to face reality, let me take a drink or pop a pill. I don't want any of the commitments of marriage, uh-uh, let me just find somebody to meet my needs and move on. That's the philosophy of the weed. It doesn't take much effort. We fall into our human sinfulness, our own concupiscence. 
And once we understand that, my friends, then we begin to ask ourselves, well, what do we do in our spiritual life to grow as disciples? Well, once we understand that the weeds take little effort or little labor, the first thing that we need to do, my brothers and sisters, is what I like to call envision. We need to envision what our garden is going to look like. Because if you're going to plant a garden, whether at your house or if you're going to do any vegetable garden or whatever it is, you have a vision of how you want this to look. Well, as followers of Jesus, my friends, we have a vision. We have a Christian vision. We have a Christian anthropology and being created in the image and likeness of God. And we must always keep that vision in our forefront, lest the weeds begin to take over. How do we summarize that vision? Well, there are many ways. I like to go back to one of the simplest ways, which goes all the way back to the Baltimore Catechism. Why did God create us? To know Him, to love Him, to serve Him in this life, so that we may be happy with Him in the next. A very good synopsis of our Christian vision. So that we don't become entangled in the weeds and focused on the weeds. And once we have that vision, my brothers and sisters, what's the second step? What's well, like planting a garden? You have the vision and then you come up with the plan. If I vision how my garden is going to be, I need to have a plan to implement the vision. I mean, if you're going to plant a garden, you don't go down to Perino's or Lowe's or Home Depot and just walk down the aisle and say, you know what, I have a few of these and a few of those, and give me some of these, but I have no idea how I'm going to plant them. I mean, you could, but usually we end up in a mess. The same is true for the life of the disciple. We have to have a spiritual game plan of how we're going to live out this call. And that game plan, my brothers and sisters, is not just for today, but leads us all the way into eternity. You may have heard the little story or fable about the jester. The jester was performing in the royal court one day, and as he was performing, one of the noblemen really enjoyed the performance. So he gave the jester a very beautiful wand. And he told him to keep that wand. And his instructions to the jester were this. I want you to give that wand to someone who is more foolish than you. So the jester took the wand. He kept it for many, many years, packed it away. Until one day he was back at the royal court and now this nobleman was on his deathbed. And the jester went in. And he said to the man, Where are you going? And the man replied from his deathbed on a long journey. And where will that journey take you? I really don't know. How long will you be gone? Forever. What preparations have you made for this journey? I haven't made any preparations. It is what it is. At that point, the jester took the wand out of his case and gave it back to the nobleman and said, finally, I found a man who is more foolish than me.
He had no plan. There was no preparation. There was no spiritual game plan in order to live out this life, to have the beautiful garden that God desires us to be. And the final component, my friends, is once we have the vision, the Christian vision, not the worldly vision, once we have the spiritual game plan and all its components, then comes the work. Then comes the cultivation. Then comes the watering. Then comes, like the words of St. Paul, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. We have to put it into action. You see, my brothers and sisters, as we gather around the altar of the Lord, we need to reflect in our own lives, what are the weeds in our own spiritual guard? What are the weeds in our own heart? What are those sins that we really struggle with? Those bad habits we need to give up? How is our spiritual game plan lacking in our preparation for eternal life? Where do we need to begin the pruning and the fertilizing and the watering so that the weeds may begin to dissipate, die off, and what is left is going to bear good fruit in eternal life? Whoever has ears ought to hear.